So after uh, three weeks of being absent, we are finally back, guys. Hi, I'm Eric. And I'm Michelle. Just in case you forgot, it's been three weeks. It feels like a lot longer, let me tell you. I I feel like we, like when, obviously we haven't recorded in a while, so this is going to be our first, rec- uh, well, no. I guess the recording was already done before we went on, on, on vacation or our hiatus, but uh this is like our first little recording back so it's it's kind of we missed this we're we're we excited to be back but clearly the 3 weeks has thrown us off because we haven't even said this is we believe to you a paranormal podcast yeah we skipped we skipped that whole part yeah it's okay but, we're you're going to hear it in a second yeah. anyway so we'll but get back into it we we do want to say no, we're not going to apologize. We're not going to apologize for being on hiatus. It was it was a much needed break. We put out content pretty regularly for about a year, and and change. Um, so we're not apologizing, but we do hope that you did <laughs> stick around. We hope that you did catch up if you if you just started with us. Uh, uh, honestly, I haven't checked to see anything of you know who's been listening and stuff like that so i i just i hope that you guys are still with us we are back uh we should be back for a good while unless i'm unforeseen uh no actually no maybe not but i don't want to say why and i don't want to jinx it so well, stop messing with your microphone and talking at the same time because i can't I'm edit s- that i'm sorry <laughs> see um, out of practice apparently well the, the funny thing about this whole hiatus is that um was because I was going to be in Ireland. Well, the holidays, but also I was going to be in Ireland for like a week. And I say was because it didn't happen. I know. So I know. sad. Um, it was literally four days, five days, not even before we were supposed to get on a plane and go to Ireland that we decided to cancel uh, postpone again for a second freaking year in a row, row. We were supposed to go for my 30th birthday last two years ago, I guess, technically. Um, but, uh, the, yeah, the, you know, obviously with COVID and everything kind of popping back up again. It's an uh, Omicron variant. Yeah. I, er, Ireland kind of had put some restrictions and at first it was just like, oh, all, you know, bars and restaurants have to close at midnight. And I was like, all right. Well, we'll do Happy New Year, right? And then just go home. That's fine. And then it turned into actually now all bars and restaurants have to close from eight to uh, at eight o'clock, and that kind of put a damper on on things because a lot of what we were gonna do is like get eat, drunk, drink. Oh. Well, no, I don't want to get drunk in a foreign country, but eat, drink, and be merry, right? Um, and then a lot of the places that we were supposed to visit were closed down for the season. And on top of that, we're having to get uh, tested every day for five days before we'd be fine. And it was just a lot. And we're like, is it worth it at this point? Are we going to have a good experience if we go or is it going to be stressful? And we felt it was going to be stressful. So we decided to postpone again. Um, And the most hilarious thing about it all was that they decided to lift uh, some of those bands January 6th, which was the day we were supposed to be back in the States. That is very unlucky. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. So, so that was a fun time, but it was okay. I guess not really. I cried because I know it's like first world problems, guys. I totally understand. Like I'm 
I'm grateful that I even have the opportunity to go to Ireland. I know a lot of people don't. So like, I'm fine. I'm living with it. But that doesn't take away from the fact that I was disappointed because this is like, again, two years in a row that I've had to cancel because of COVID. And so I was sad. But we, we did a little different trip and we went to like Fredericksburg, which is like a little old school town and very, very uh, conservative. I'll say that. But it was still fun. Lots of wine drinking and shopping and hanging out on a ranch with farm animals. That's good. It's pretty it was dope. low key. Yeah, conservative no, like, as in like they cover up to the neck and like down to the ankles and wrists. Sure, we'll say that. It's very unfortunate. I, I when when you told us that that wasn't happening, um, you know, I was sad for you. Luckily, the gift that I got you for your birthday—I mean, for—I uh, need to get you a gift for your birthday. The gift that I got you for Christmas uh, didn't depend on the trip. So yeah, no, um, yeah, that was fun fact, guys. Like half more than. <coughs> list was all stuff for ireland and then i didn't even need it dad got me jet lag pills and <laughs> and like wrapped it and was like maybe next year <laughs> hopefully so, they don't expire by then yeah i'm sure they'll be fine but yeah well I'm, I'm also really hoping that this trip actually happens we were i was really wanting to like just gung-ho like let's do it like i don't care even if it's like in the springtime Carlos wants to go in the summer, but that's like peak tour season. So I'm thinking maybe like early fall um, we'll try and go. But then I feel like it's just going to turn into trying to go again for my birthday, which we'll see. But yeah, that's what I was going to say. We might go on hiatus again. But then I was thinking uh, if we if we get ahead enough, I think we can pull it put off. out. Ep- yeah, I think we can pull off episodes while you're gone. So, yeah. But yeah, guys, so so that was that. Um Sorry. Yeah, it was, but it it wasn't a nice little break. I'm not going to lie. Like it was, um, I do enjoy doing this with you. Um, but sometimes it does get kind of stressful trying to, you know, think of like, yeah. So it was nice to just be like, yeah. So it was nice to just kind of be like, eh, let's just relax, not think about it. And, you know, just focus on what we need to do as far as, you know, me work and you work and, and just our significant others and stuff like that. So it was yeah. a nice little break. So, but we're back. Um, something actually interesting happened to me at work uh, while we were on yes. break. I already told Michelle about this, but not the I, new stuff. No, no, no. There was, it's not that, that part isn't like super, super creepy, but it kind of like, I got chills when I heard it. And, and like, I finally, okay. So like I was at my patient's house, right? Um, as I don't know if you guys know, or if you haven't listened to other episodes, I'm a pediatric nurse, a home health nurse. So I, I work with my patient in his home and I work at night. Uh, I work night shifts. So I'm there with him all night. <clears throat> and, um, so I was, and I was in his room, right. And the, you know, they, he has a bunch of, he has like two little brother, two younger brothers and a younger sister, the, the younger, two youngest are twins. And they're like maybe two years old. And so he was, I was sitting in, in the room, like in the little corner that we're, we're in with our desk and our chair. And uh, like all of a sudden out of the corner of my eye, I like, I hear commotion, like the kids are playing and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden out of the corner of my eye uh, next to by the, where the trash bin is, um, I just see this little figure about the size of a two, three year old, maybe kind of like lean out from the, the 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 wall uh like 
poking the around the corner. Around. Yeah, peeking around the corner. Um, and 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 kind of just look at me and smile. M- mind you, I didn't turn. I was just I was seeing this out of the corner of my eye, but I could feel like a smile, and I could like kind of sense like this this figure was smiling at me, and had um kind of long wavy hair, uh, and was wearing like a black t-shirt and had black hair. So then like it, I almost kind of felt like the whole figure was maybe black. Mm. Um, and at first I thought it was maybe the older sister, like on like all fours kind of playing with the, the younger sister. Um, and I didn't think anything of it, but it, it, it did. I'm not going to lie. It did kind of creep me out a little bit. I was just like, okay, that was weird. And then, um, not, not, not even joking. A couple minutes later, if, if it was even a couple of minutes, the younger sister kind of does the exact same thing, pokes around the corner the exact same way that first figure, whatever it was, poked around and smiled at me. Like she, like she was playing with me, like she was uh, playing like peekaboo type of thing. Like she just mm-hmm. kind of peeked around the corner yeah. and just smiled at me. And then she like took off and then never came back in. And then later, a little bit later on the, the, like maybe an hour or two later, the older sister came in and she was looking for, for something. And then I asked her and I was like, Hey, did you come into the room a little while ago? And she goes, Oh yeah, I was looking for this. And I was like, no, no, no. I mean like, like earlier, like earlier in the evening. And she was like, Oh no. And then, and she was also not wearing a black t-shirt. She was wearing a white t-shirt. So I was like, this is weird. Mm. And when she told me, no, I wasn't, I didn't come into the room. I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. And she was, and like, she kind of was just like, looked at me confused. And I was like, don't worry about it. Yeah. And she walked <laughs> out. And then I hadn't said any, I didn't say anything to the mom because I didn't want to like freak her out or anything, even though we've, we've everybody, well, not everybody, but like she's had experiences in the house. Uh, the dad has one of the other nurses and myself. Um, I mean, nothing like crazy, just, you know, seeing things, little kid, especially a little boy, you know. Mm-hmm. stuff like that and um uh so yeah that happened and then like, i didn't say anything to the mom then the following week passed it came up which was like the 29th or something like that and i wanted to say something again but there was like a bunch of people in the house at, at the very beginning of the evening and not a bunch of people but like some of her sisters and stuff mm-hmm. and then she ended up leaving and then uh it, by the time they left and stuff it was the mom was getting ready to go to bed and i didn't want to tell her like right before she was gonna go to bed because i don't want to yeah. freak her out you know <laughs> Um, But then uh, this um, after that, that week, like the very first week in January, she was talking to me about like, you know, that her husband was there over the weekend because he works out of town and stuff. And then so she um, he was taking care of her while of the he was take. Oh, my God. He was taking care of the little boy while she went to the grocery store or something like that. Mm -hmm. And um, they were they had him on. They had the oxygen machine turned on. And then all of a sudden. Um, they were talking later on and the dad kept saying how the, the little hose for the oxygen would pop off of the, of the, the machine. And I mean, when it's set like good, which it's, I mean, it's not hard to do. Like it's, it's, you have to pull it not hard, but it takes a good bit of force. It's not like it just Mm -hmm. like pops off by itself. Yeah. And it popped off for him a couple of times. And then I think, um, one of the weekends that the mom was by herself, I think also um, that little hose popped off by itself. And so they're like, 
that's kind of weird. And, yeah. you know, they, like the mom kind of jokingly said, well, she's like explaining this. Mind you, I haven't told her what I had seen. Yeah. <laughs> so she's telling me all this. And she's like, uh, yeah, we were talking uh, when I told my husband, he was like, talking about el duende like dile al duende mm. que ya deja mi niño en paz and this and that and i just got like when she started saying Ooh, all this I stuff like chills. i just got like just <laughs> full body chills i was like oh my god so i was like okay look i need to tell you something that i hadn't to- i haven't told you i was like two weeks ago when this happened blah 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 like um was i told asked the was there story. anybody yeah i was like was there anybody else in the house and she was like um and she was trying to remember she said that one of the one of the days um like she had her sister and her nieces over but she's like she couldn't remember if uh what day it was and i'm pretty sure that it wasn't that day because i would have you know remember that yeah it's a lot louder when there's more people in the house (laughs) yes i can confirm it's already (laughs) loud to begin with every time you call yeah so um so yeah i started telling her everything and she was just kind of like uh, oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So she was trying to figure it out too. She's she did mention that her her niece does have like kind of long, curly hair, mm. but this wasn't curly curly like her daughter. It was like I said, it was kind of wavy, kind of like um when you were younger when you had your like mm. it was more. It's like a brushed out wavy hair. Like it's yeah. not like it's not like hard curls or hard waves. It's yeah. Like a- yeah, soft wave. So yeah, that was the the little bit that I hadn't told Ugh. you because I just like I, this just happened, you know, at yeah. the first week of of January. So it was, um, yeah, it was interesting. I, I want to like when when you described to me like what the the little girl like looked like and that she smiled but there was no smile. Like that's creepy as fuck. But like I have such the perfect image in my head that i want to like paint it or draw do it do it dude and I, I'll ta- I have dude, to. that would be such a cool experiment do it well i mean i i kind of described it to you right but yeah it, like, draw it the way you imagine it and show it to me and i'll tell you whether that's what i like what i saw Ugh, okay well and then when 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 uh the dad said or called it a, a luende i'm like oh yeah like it could be like a little troll like that's why it's so small like kind of like a little mm-hmm. goblin thing Ugh. I don't like it. And then I, I meant to ask the mom too, but I, I kind of forgot and I just didn't want to like keep pushing the subject anymore was mm-hmm. like if she ever catches the little girl, like the youngest one, like playing by herself or laughing by herself or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do You just made me think of, of or you triggered something that I forgot I wanted to tell you. Speaking of little girls and playing with imaginary uh, things. Um, wait. Are were you done with your story? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was okay, it. okay. So yeah, speaking of little girls and imaginary things, after so even though we didn't go to Ireland, like I said, we went to Fredericksburg. So I was I was gone for like about a, a week or so. What felt like a week, but weekends anyway. Um, when I got back to work, I'm a nanny. I think I've mentioned that multiple times. But the the mom was like, "Oh yeah, okay. So like new things that have happened while you were gone, like this and that." And she's like, "Oh." And now we have uh, two imaginary friends. And I was like, fuck, yes, here we go. Let me hear about these two imaginary friends. And, um, but, you know, to them, they're imaginary friends. But, and she was like, yeah, they go everywhere with us. And I don't know what. And one's name is Jill. And the other's, I don't, I don't know. It's, I mean, she, so she's two. She's, she's got like really great vocabulary, but sometimes it is a little tricky to understand what she's saying. So mm-hmm. the second name sounds like magnet, 
Like it literally sounds like she's saying magnet. Magnus. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I was that's I was kind of like going in that direction as well. But yeah, Jill and what sounds like magnet. And so we were on a walk. um, And so it's just me and the girls. And so I was like, so like imaginary friends. Who are they? She's like, oh, Jill and Magnet. And they're Teddy because she has a little teddy bear that she carries around everywhere. And so it's like Teddy's imaginary, Teddy's friends. And they go everywhere with us. I'm like, okay. I was like, what do they look like? And then she said, Jill has black eyes. Oh, I know. (laughs) Magnet has green eyes. And I was like, all right. Magnet sounds cool. Jill, the demon. Sorry. Um, so, but that's all she told me. It was like the color of their eyes. And at first when she originally like was talking about it, it sounded like I heard the black eyes and then I heard the green, but I'm like, are you seeing like little green aliens or some shit? But no. So Magnet has green eyes and Jill has black eyes, but that the black eyes was like, this is the same little girl. Excuse me. This is the same little girl who is terrified of that old man, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she so. definitely got some some abilities. <laughs> so I I am interested to see how this plays out for sure. As am I. So definitely keep us um, uh, informed. We'll do. We'll do. All right. Well, for, <laughs> without further ado, here is our first episode back. I know we went on for like ever, but we haven't been on here for a while. So we missed you guys. Yeah, and I'm sure you missed hearing our voices too. But uh, yeah, without further ado, here is uh, Tanya and Bill's part one, because this is going to be a two-parter, because we did talk to them for about two hours, and the only reason we cut it off was because I think it was no. two hours. Yeah, I was going to say, this time it wasn't No, 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 <laughs> I was going to say, it was two hours, and I think Tanya had to go to work, so... Yes, she had to go to work. Yeah, so that's the only reason, if not, we would have gone probably a, a good while longer, so we're, again, probably going to have Tanya back at some point. Yes. But yeah, for sure. Enjoy the episode, guys. Hey, guys, and welcome back to another episode of the We Believe Do You Paranormal Podcast. I'm Eric. And I'm Michelle. And today's guest is Tanya. R. Oh, well, I was <laughs> getting there. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so it's Tanya and Bill. So Tanya is Bill's fiance. Bill is Tanya's fiance. Bill was telling us when we were when we were interviewing him and Rob about um, some some things that were happening at Tanya's house. So obviously we told him that we wanted to have her on, and since those experiences included him as well, well we had him come back on to so that they can share all those experiences with us. So we're excited okay. to hear this. I'm. I'm always down for hearing about uh, somebody else's haunted house yes for sure and, I, I, and we're okay. in that haunted house right now okay yeah, so, that, that's, <laughs> so that's what i was gonna say okay so usually me and michelle read stories of high strangeness and we've read stories where people live in haunted houses and in our minds we're like how can people like stay there and not like want to leave because I well, and then we understand sometimes you know yeah it's not easy to just like take off like oh uh, my house is on I'm I'm leaving right but yeah it it, it blows our mind a- and we're also of the the whole thing like well when they're selling you the house like do they let you know it's haunted and I feel like it's kind <laughs> of an asshole move on somebody's part if they know it's haunted and they sell it to you anyway n- and without disclosing that well she lived here her entire yeah, life oh wow I, I've oh, I've been here. <laughs> 
I was actually supposed to be born in this house, which I have it down in my house history. Thanks, Bill. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, like I I understand where you're coming from. Actually, we we are looking to buy our our own house eventually, and we're actually seeking for it to be haunted. We want that. Okay. (laughs) Of course. course. I mean, hey, as long as that's what you're looking for. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a bonus. Yeah. Yeah. Cemetery is a definite, though. Definitely want a cemetery next to it. Um, but that's that's something i guess like i lived here my whole life and i I guess i'm just implanted i have my roots it's it's become natural more of a natural thing um and if i i wonder too like if it's um i feel like if a house is haunted but it's not malevolent maybe i would be okay with it you know like but what i mean was it kind of like (laughs) <laughs> this this house is this house and I, I'll get into that. Um yeah. this house is unique, I think, in the type of haunting I believe it has. Okay. Um I wanna say there's both benevolent and benevolent forces at work. I can't one hundred percent say they're spirits. Um I believe more of a, a darker energy, but I, I believe there's a mix. I believe I, that I have this mixture going on it comes and goes and it changes um but yeah that that's a big part of the history of what i have with this place that's definitely a a unique place so really quick the dolls behind you are those haunted as well yes they're my haunted dolls oh my god (laughs) people in your haunted (laughs) doll my worst nightmare uh, well, I hope they move while we're recording. That'd be great. Well, we uh, haven't had them move yet. Okay, but we're hoping. Well, maybe <laughs> we'll pick just, up like, uh, all just, over. I was gonna say maybe we'll stop and start speaking through through the microphone or something. Actually, we had an experience. Well, I did it. My daughter did had an experience last night. Apparently, they talk. They talk okay. to each other and stuff like that. Um, and that's something I have written down that she experienced last night. Um, thinking the TV was on, came out of her room. Heard a woman's voice downstairs talking, came down to check to make sure everything was turned off. And she heard someone in our living room, um, came back upstairs, went to her room. And then maybe a few hours, well, she called me freaking out. Uh, I asked her, I said, did you catch what I was saying? She's like, no, I can just tell that there's two different voices. One's definitely a female. Um, She says she sounds irritated, but not mad. And then maybe a few hours later, she heard a man in the hallway. So I hopefully okay. it's those two. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to talk about something real quick having to do with haunted dolls. And then I'll ask my question to, okay. to kind of get us started. But so, yes, I think Eric had mentioned in, in our first episode with Bill and Rob that like, I, I want a haunted doll, even though that it, it's like my worst nightmare. But the re- like, so I saw this, uh, there's, it's actually an Etsy page that they find haunted dolls. Mm-hmm. They, they are, and it's like a group of like psychics. So they figure out who the spirit is, like when they passed away, how they passed away, you know, whatever information they can get. And it's literally like you have to fill out an adoption form. And it's very specific, like if they like kids or if they want to be like out in the open or if they like animals, like, so you have to meet those like criteria of what the spirit yeah of what these spirits want and then and then they'll like allow you to purchase it or bring send that link to us yes i will yeah i will have to i'll have to the haunted object thing is is now an experiment for us Um, yeah 
because it's it's a you know something that we're just now diving into um mm-hmm. curiosity killed the cat kind of thing you yeah. know i i want to know if these if this <laughs> hopefully is, not literally not literally. yeah, no. yeah. Um, That's something but, i tell uh, michelle all the time yes yeah but like yeah. i mean I, I get it like i i Yes, I have that curiosity. Like, it is my worst nightmare, but I was also telling Eric, I'm like, but if I just, like, kind of dive headfirst into it, maybe I won't be so scared anymore. Well, remember what <laughs> and, Craig said. And for me, and for me, it's, I mean, I'll, I'll get into it eventually, but, you know, it, this is kind of like a therapy for me. I'm kind of now reopening myself up. Um, so to come home and put them on the chair and talk and start a, a line of communication, that's actually been helping me you know on a psychic level on a yeah myself up again because I was really closed off for a long time um so I've been finding it if anything if I'm talking to dolls but it's helping me (laughs) yeah yeah no that's yeah I I can I can get behind that for sure but well um I I turned it down (laughs) Um, so the, the thing, the question that I always ask our our guests Mm -hmm. to kind of get the ball rolling, even though it's already rolling, but let's just, (laughs) um, is, um, what was your very first paranormal experience that you can remember? Perfect. Cause I have that written down. (laughs) Perfect. Um, well, I, I, I've kind of been involved in this my whole life. Um, I, I don't remember a time when ghosts, monsters, you know, the whole shebang has not been a part of my life. Um, my mom's into it. My grandparents were into it and they were very influential in my upbringing. Um, the one I remember the most, and mind you, uh, I have retained a lot of memories from not just my childhood, but from probably my toddlerhood and even my infancy. Um, so I remember things that I've actually been verified. I've, I've actually asked my mom, my grandparents when they were alive. Did this really happen? How, was this how it, things were? And they said yes. Um, so I remember probably being um, four years old, maybe five. I know I wasn't in school at the time. Um, and I, my, it was just me and my grandmother in, in the house. And um, I used to, I remember she used to take me to the 99 cent store and I used to pick out weird stuff. And for some reason I picked out this basket of seashells and they came to this whole decorative basket there was a whole plethora of big shells tiny shells and that was the thing I wanted and I remember being up in my room and she was downstairs cooking me lunch and I was playing with my seashells and she called me down I came down I had lunch mind you just me and her she rarely went upstairs she was probably cleaning up and everything. I went back upstairs and in my room, the seashells were in a spiral mm. all the way around. Um, and that was probably the first memory I had of something in my house. I don't know if that was ghost. I don't know if that was aliens, but for some reason that memory has really been imprinted. On me. I remember vividly walking into my room and just stopping and seeing. And I knew I, I left them scattered. I didn't mm-hmm. do that. Yeah. To see them in a perfect spiral. Though for for me, like memories that, that you remember, especially at such a young age and that are so clear, I'm like, how how can that not be have actually happened? You know what I mean? Like I I, I don't know. So I mean, obviously, yes, I believe that that, that happened and it's 
intriguing to me, like what memories stick and which don't. So I, I feel like important ones like that. I mean, yeah, the fact that it was that. And it wasn't scary. It wasn't. Yeah. I didn't see anything. I didn't hear anything. It was just strange. It was just, yeah. I knew I didn't do that and to see it. And I, I, I can remember how my room was. I remember the whole thing. I, I remember what I was wearing. Um, I, I remember that moment perfectly. Yeah. Like it was yeah. yesterday. Well, I already <laughs> got excited that you mentioned aliens. So well, let's I was going to say, what if, because you said you got called out of the room, right? My grandmother called me. Right. She called okay. me down for lunch. So yeah. Um, but uh, I'm sure Bill has probably already mentioned it. I kind of believe um, I fall into that line of everything's connected. Um, I believe in aliens. I believe in ghosts to an extent. I, I kind of on the fence on the believer skeptical kind of thing. I, I always try to vet out environmental, you know, psychological before I say, oh, that's definitely, you know, something unexplainable. Um, but I do, I do believe that there is a connection of some sort. Mm. Yeah. And well, I really fall into that realm of aliens. I love aliens. <laughs> Same. Yeah. I, I was just going to mention, since you brought up aliens, I was like, what if, like, maybe, like, before, you know, like, for whatever reason or something, you got taken over, mental thing, kind of thing, and you did set that up without knowing it, like, walk out of the room and kind of come back and you're like, hey, how did this happen? Not, I'm not, I mean, it, not saying that you did it, like, on purpose. Like a possession. Like, like a possession, yeah. yeah. You know, I, I could, you know what, it's funny. I just, I reached out recently to Terry Loveless um, about my possible experiences with extraterrestrials. And I brought up that story. Um, and he said, you know, that is something that, that d because of the shape they were in, the spiral mm, shape. Yeah that that could have been something, you yeah. know, I could have been visited or, you know, like, as you say, kind of taken over mentally, you know. Yeah, you, you see spirals in uh, crop circles too. Yeah. yeah. So that's yeah. the first thing that popped in my mind as soon yeah. as you said, yeah, that would make sense. But yeah, that's my, actually my first memory of the paranormal. <laughs> wow. So I, I know you mentioned, uh, because it's at least for us, it wasn't the case as far as, you know, our parents and, and well, I guess our grandfather, right? But we didn't really learn about that until way <laughs> later. But um, do you think then that the house being haunted has anything to do with that? That everybody was so open to that, that it kind of just like, well, let's, uh, you know, let's gravitate towards these people because they're kind of open to us and stuff like that. I think so. Um, how I grew up. Uh, it wasn't like, I, it's hard to, it was so natural. It was such a natural upbringing. It was such a natural part of my life that I can't, I can't talk of it like it was something that was constantly discussed. Um, a brief history on my house. It, it was built in, I think I found out it was built in like the 1920s. Um, it was built by a Russian architecture who built this house and the house um, adjacent from me. And my house is a duplex or a double block. So it means that there's two sides connecting it and we own both sides. Um, and my grandfather bought it after he came back from Korea and he moved his mother and himself over next door. And this side where I live on now, um, they rented it out. Um, there was a house fire 
And then um, afterwards, he ended up marrying my grandmother, and she moved in with my mother. My mother was either almost a year before I was she was pregnant with me or was pregnant with me, and they remodeled the house. Um, so, like I said, I was supposed to be born in this house. That was the plan. I was supposed to be literally born here. I wasn't, <laughs> but I grew up here my whole life. Um, and since I can remember, um, as for my mother, she is for the time, I guess people would call her a witch, but she was uh, really into herbalism, really into natural things. Um, she had me obsessed over fairies and fae. We would plant herb gardens and she would hang the herbs in the kitchen. It it was like, we were like garden witches. And she taught me that, that side. Um, I remember one time I pulled a leaf off of a plant and she told me the fairies were going to be mad at me. That traumatized me. Um, I used to make them cakes and everything. And I would go out into our yard. We have a huge backyard and I would spend hours out there trying to catch the fairies, trying to find them, talking to the insects. You know, I was, I loved fairies. My name Tanya means uh, fairy queen. I was immersed in it. Um, uh, my my grandmother, she was the one that was into aliens. She loved like unsolved mysteries, all that stuff. She loved ghosts, but she was always talking about the aliens. And she suffered a lot of uh, ailments. She was sick. Um, and she used to always say, I wish the aliens would come down and take me and heal me. We should, you know, look up at the sky, call the aliens down. We want them to come and take us and heal us. And she just imprinted that on me. And on my grandfather, he lived here. Now, I live in a town which was a mining town. Our valley was coal, you know. And so a lot of the old timers had came from the mines or had something to do with the mines. So they maintained this odd mentality. So all the old men, especially in my town, they live in the basement. Like, that's like their cave. That's their like their. So he had the basement and my basement is a dirt basement. It's creepy as hell. It is like out of a horror movie. Um, and it's dingy. It's dark. It's damp. It is everything you can imagine. There's odd little rooms that make no sense to me. Um, we have a coal chute. We used to get coal for heat. And so I, I, I used to go down there and he was my best friend growing up and, he used to always tell me ghost stories. We would read ghost stories. And he used to tell me about how sometimes at night he would see a pair of stairs just appear and a set of boots come down and then walk back up the invisible stairs and it disappear. Um, so he always told me about the ghosts and he kind of got me really involved in that stuff, especially, you know, with wars and, and, and stuff like that, or like our area, our valley, he would tell me about, Apparently, the miners used to come down from the mountain. And, you know, if you, if you catch it at the right time in the morning, you can see their lanterns coming down. So, which, which one of the neighbors claims to have Which seen one it? of my neighbors that, oh. well, they don't live there anymore, but the house on top, I live on a hill. I live based on the base oh, of a okay. mountain. So, the, the, the neighbors that lived there years ago claimed that they used to see them coming from. Um, Whoa. And oddly enough, I live only a block up from a historical cemetery, which was very near and dear to my heart. But yeah. we found out a lot of uh, local, you know, the people who built the town are buried there. And there's, um, there's obviously mines still underneath all that and had a lot of native American folklore to it. 
So there's a lot of stuff in, you know, a surrounding my house. That it's perfect mm-hmm. recipe for a haunted house. It basically. is. And got all the ingredients I, for it. <laughs> but yeah, I oh, mean, yeah. so it was not, it was something, it was totally natural to be sitting at the kitchen table eating my breakfast and my mom talking about how she saw the rocking chair rock again last night. Or, oh you know, they see something. It was just everyday conversation. Like we'd be talking about anything else. Yeah. So it never really phased me. That's that that's goals right there for me. Like that my <laughs> children are gonna be and grandchildren, that's how they are gonna be raised is me. Just like, yeah, aliens for sure. Ghosts, yep, hundred percent. Fay, yep, they're their thing. Go yeah. go out in the garden, pick a leaf, see what happens. <laughs> no, no, yeah. no, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> what you were talking about, you know, about the herbs and stuff like that, that sounds like what we like our Mexican culture, Hispanic culture, what we call a curandera. Mm-hmm. Um, where she uses like they usually they use herbs to to heal or like they'll do what they call um olympia or uh yeah mm-hmm. i think it's olympia cleansing yeah but then yeah. they use like basil and other herbs to kind of wipe the bad spirits away or the bad mm-hmm. um uh what's it called bad vibes type of thing and then they'll yeah. even get an egg and go over your body what was it that I used to cleanse the house? Cinnamon. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah, you mentioned. I think you mentioned that in one of uh, in the first episode, uh, and we had. We, I think we said we hadn't heard about that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Things you can Sorry. use. Yeah, or I mean, kind of going back to like goals. That's kind of what I I want <laughs> to do for like my children and my grandchildren. Do you think that it kind of helps you um, not be so afraid of? the paranormal and like these odd things or do you do you think that maybe it just kind of opened up a door that (laughs) shouldn't have been open or i i think i I, I think a mix now is a good time to talk about timmy i'll get Uh to timmy i'll get to timmy (laughs) i have a timeline i have i have a timeline of stories (laughs) timmy's on timmy's with the kids I have my stories. Oh, okay. Like I said, I have a whole notebook. I've been sitting here all yeah. day just trying to like what everything happened in this house that I can yeah. remember. Or, um, I think I, I honestly don't know. I, I, I'm not afraid of my house. Mm-hmm. There's times I am terrified, but it's not a consistent fear. Yeah. Um, I'm happy how I was raised. I find yeah. it very unique and I'm appreciative and it, I feel like if I didn't kind of go through things I went through in my adulthood, I probably would be having some serious like psychic abilities because I think it really opened me, especially in my childhood, it really yeah. opened me to being welcoming to these yeah. experiences. And and Eric and I have talked about that, how you know, just kids in general, right? Like they are more open to things and then mm-hmm. they have adults telling them it's not real. It's fake. You're just dreaming or it's your imagination. And so you shut down those natural abilities that you had. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. Yeah. And so, I mean, at least me personally, that's why I kind of want, like if my kids, like I saw a shadow in the corner of the room and be like, okay, like maybe you did. And you just tell it to go away. And you know, or you know what I mean? Like, yeah. the, or it, if I like, Hey, I saw like a lady and they described my grandmother. It's like, that was actually your grandma and everything's okay. She's yeah. probably just saying hi. To like, a point we kind of have to do that. I mean, I, when I get to the Timmy story, which is a really good story, um, you, I, I kind of had to kind of go down that route to prevent fear. 
to yeah. prevent, you know, try to kind of ease things, but mm-hmm. but usually, yeah, usually, <laughs> usually, them, but... <laughs> yeah, usually, uh, you know, whenever I had experiences that, I, and now that I think of it, a lot of the times I probably never told anybody. Um, there was very few times where I actually talked about it, but like the thing with the seashells, I didn't say nothing. Um, and any other experiences I had, like I said, it was so, I think because it was so naturally talked about that it occurring wasn't Mm -hmm. any different. It was just a natural process. Yeah. So why, why should I talk about it? Yeah. You know, why should I, why, why it's no different than, you know, you know, something else happening, you know, Mm -hmm. it it was just a natural everyday occurrence. It's like, oh, I brushed my teeth today. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, It was something like that. Like, you know. Yeah. I mean, I definitely feel like I would also want to want my children to embrace it type of thing. I I don't want them to be fearful, but I think with my, like, I think my, it would be a little bit different with my wife because I, I don't think that she would be so like. Open to it. Yeah. Yeah. Just because, I mean, and I understand because obviously I, I, I'm not sitting here wanting to see things either. Um, Well, I don't really have a choice sometimes, but I mean, well, I like I do and I don't like it's just that's I don't know. I, I can't explain it. Like I, I would love to be able to, I guess, have more control over it. I think the more it happens, the you get a little bit more desensitized to it. Yeah. And that fear is not so much there, which is also kind of a reason why I wanted like, <laughs> let me get a haunted doll because yeah. they scare me. So if I <laughs> have one, maybe it won't be so bad or I get a better understanding of it. Right. You, yeah. you, Until you're she's afraid we don't know. Until exactly. she's in your closet, and then like one day you wake up and she's sitting at your bedside. Then I burn the doll. I don't know. But it, it yeah. also helped me um, to not always jump to conclusions either. Um, mm-hmm. I I learned really early on to um, before you think it's a ghost, check around and yeah. you know check you know make sure it's not you know a window open causing something blowing around or something like that. Yeah. Um, I. I, you know, so that made me different from all my friends and mm-hmm. that I was like, yeah, it, that's not, no, that's not what you think it is or so. Well, I'm <laughs> excited to hear what's next on the timeline because you're talking up Timmy and we're not there yet. And... <laughs> we're not there yet. Timmy's a good one, but. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. So like I said, that my earliest memory, the seashells happened around three, four, maybe. Um. I also, around that time, I remember I used to sleep over my grandmother's side, which is the opposite side of the house. Um, I, I was a spoiled little brat. So <laughs> I slept with my grandma. Um, and I remember, I, I guess you would probably call it um, sleep paralysis. Um, I was probably experiencing that very early on. Um, there was, wasn't a name. I could never give it a name to it. But I do remember, and I was awake. I remember waking up from a deep sleep. And I remember um, a hand coming out from the side of the bed um, and holding me down. So like it would it kind of like went like this and it just held me onto the bed. And this is another thing that I'm not sure was paranormal or was it extraterrestrial. Yeah. Uh, and for the longest of time, I could not sleep on the edge of the bed. I kind of had to sleep right in the middle of the bed. I was terrified of the sand and I felt it I felt the pressure and I felt I was wide awake I had my eyes open I watched it literally come over and hold me down I don't want to say that it was being 
like you know it wasn't choking me or anything it just had its hand, the hand was on my my myself it was on holding me onto the bed um and then you know flash forward a few years um i'm probably around 7 years old and i remember in in that same room waking up one day and i i'm looking around and i'm i'm like this isn't right this house there's something off something's not right. I don't feel like this is my house. And I walked downstairs and my grandmother, and my grandfather having breakfast. And I remember like looking at them and thinking, you're my grandparents, but you're not like, this isn't my, my home. This isn't my, my world. That feeling is still with me today. I still feel like I'm in a different world. Like a multiverse, kind of like you're in a different. Like I don't belong. Like I don't belong. Throwing around a lot of ideas of what that could be. I mean, there's there's changeling. Uh, there there's. Um, well, did, I, somebody I, said I said Terry dimensions. That said I that said it was. It could have been because of alien abduction. Alien abductions. Um, uh, the dimensional shifts. I always believed it was a dimensional shift when I start actually studying it, um, but I remember you know that's spending that whole day. And I'm like, that's, I know that you're my grandparents. I know that's my mom. I know this is my house, but this is not my house. There's something not right. Um, I don't belong here. This isn't my world. This isn't where I, I am. And I, I, like I said, to this day, that still is, that still follows me. That still is, that holds really hard on to me is that I don't belong here. So j- um, just to clarify. So it was like, you were fine up until this point, and then all of a sudden it was like yeah, everything like I woke felt up. the same, but you just you didn't feel. Yeah, I woke okay. up one morning. I remember sitting on the edge of the bed, and I'm like scanning the room for something that's off, and I couldn't find it. And I remember sitting there for a long time because I got called down for breakfast, and I remember walking down her hallway, and I'm looking, and I'm just I'm trying to find. I I don't know. I, I when I dream, I'm very. Mm-hmm aware of my dreams and I don't know I'm sure you've had dreams where like you're like wow this feels like it's real like I yeah you, you swear it was like you're living your day-to-day life mm-hmm. but then there's always that one little thing that's off there like oh it's yeah. a dream yeah that's how I was mm. feeling like mm. all right this is just a dream there's something I'm gonna see something off anytime soon and it just never went away um and going forward from that I started experiencing a lot of deja vu um and it was really minor stuff. Like I, I remember one was just like, I, I was sitting on the staircase looking at the mirror that I can see into my kitchen and I can see my family getting ready for dinner. Something really basic, nothing really scary or anything like that. And I had that happen. Um, so I was always very cognitively aware of the moments where I had those deja vu moments. Um, but that probably started around that same time I had that shift I have so many thoughts. <laughs> so I, I can only imagine you actually living with it, like how it would like drive you nuts trying to figure out what the hell happened. Cause yeah, it didn't I, even happen I to always, me. And I'm like, <laughs> what? Like, I mean, I, I ask anybody, like growing up, I was just like, I don't belong here. This isn't my world. And sometimes like, it was comforting. It was comforting because like yeah. the things, trials and, and tribulations I went through, I used to think, well, I'm only going through this because this isn't my world. Mm-hmm. You know? If I was in my other world, I wouldn't be experiencing this. <laughs> I almost wonder, because, I mean, like, you know how 
like with I don't know if you you know believe in like past lives and stuff, but like mm-hmm. I've I've heard of you know people going to certain places and being like, why does this feel so familiar? This feels comfortable. I feel at home here, but it's because it was like a past life kind of situation. This one, it's like the it's like the opposite, <laughs> and <laughs> and so at first I was gonna say like, what if it was because you're remembering a past life? So you're like, yes, I I know that I was that's my mom because I was born from her but like that's not really my mom because you were remembering a past life and like your mom's actually whoever that past mother was but uh, the more you're talking about it I'm like that doesn't I don't know that's now now mind you I I was a very odd child um I probably shut up (laughs) (laughs) um I grew up in the 80s I probably had no idea that the 80s existed to, to a certain point um I dressed like Shirley Temple. I had had my hair in curlers. I wore clothes that were probably from the early 19th century. I had, my mom used to make me bloomers. I didn't wear a pair of pants. Like, I mean, aside from overalls to play in, I didn't wear a pair of actual jeans until I was probably in the sixth grade. Um, I had a dress and dresses and I was obsessed, obsessed with like the silver screen era, Hollywood, 1920s to the, the, to like the fifties. Um, Charlie Chaplin. I, I grew up on that. Like I was emerged. Like that was my world. Well, so see, now, now I feel like what I said. Now I'm going back to like, <laughs> was it a past life kind of situation? Because or well, or at least something. that portion of it sounds past yeah. life. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I still I, I'm still obsessed to this day with those time periods and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I have a lot of Charlie Chaplin things. That's you know things I, I love. I love old movies. Yeah. Um, so like I said, growing up, I I I probably had no idea that I was living in a probably awesome decade, but I had no idea. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And going forward, like I have things like I remember being obsessed with mirrors um, where I would stare at mirrors for hours because I, I want to catch something. I always felt like there was something off in the mirrors and I was going to catch it. So I would sit I I still have the mirror hanging up to Mm. this day. I would sit on the stairs and look at it. It's right on the bottom of the steps. It's creepy as hell. Yeah. um, And I, I used to think that sometimes, uh, there was someone standing at the top of the stairs. I never saw them, but I felt it. And same with the basement. Until this day, I will not open my basement and look down in the dark. I had to open the basement door, put my hand in, flick the light. Yeah. <laughs> because I used to swear there was a man standing at the bottom of the oh, stairs. No. Um, that sounds completely I, logical. It's something yes, I yeah. would definitely be doing. <laughs> so I spent last Saturday in her basement in the dark <laughs> oh redoing all the electricity. All oh, the redo- rerunning wires yeah. and stuff. I, was, I, I thought I thought you were doing it just for funsies. I was like, <laughs> just to sit there and try and find the shadow figure at the bottom of the stairs. I was like, yeah. oh my god, this guy. But it's funny because yeah, as a child, I used to play in the basement. I used to, you know, we used to have a little workout room, and I used to go play Barbies and stuff down there. So there was moments where it was totally fine for me. It was a play place, and then there's times when it actually terrified me. For 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 me, I, I never got the sense there was anything in the basement, but the attic. Yeah, oh my, there, the attic. there is without a doubt. We we were just the other day. We went to go up there. I opened up the door, took a step in, turned around, and walked back out, and said, "There's something standing on the top of the steps." Oh no! Like, like you, <laughs> and, could, and you could feel it looking down at you. I'll make sure yeah. something on the top of that's steps. A, that's a common up. occurrence in this house. Um, and then I think that's just kind of a general thing, so I can bring it up. Um, that you can walk in this house and not feel anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's times when you can walk into a room and feel like a thousand bricks were thrown on top of you. Um, I think the first time Bill came to my house, um, you walked into my bedroom. Uh, it was you- when uh, when Mike was here. Was that? Yeah. So we were going to, uh, her ex-husband was here visiting 
and we, we were going to do a ghost hunt here. And so I, we were waiting for her to get out of work. And so I walk upstairs and as I walk past her, her bedroom, like you, there's just like this energy coming out of the room and it just felt weird. So I go to walk into the bedroom and like you can physically feel the wall mm-hmm. in the doorway. There's mm-hmm. The door was wide open, but you can feel that there was something there stopping mm-hmm. you. So I, I had my ghost hunting stuff. So I ran downstairs and I grabbed... Um, K2, right? No, it was... Uh, it, it's an EMF meter, but it's a far more advanced one. It does uh, not just EMF, but uh, electric fields and radio fre- frequencies. So I go and I'm, I'm watching it as I'm walking up the steps and it's all at, at normal levels. So a cell phone will, will put out anywhere from 13 to 25 volts per meter in, in the electric field. And as I walked th- into the room, which took every ounce of energy I had to walk th- in through the threshold into the room, it jumped from, a, uh, I think it was at 40 volts per meter. It jumped up to 200, which is mm. um, not only... Uh, bad. It's like, dangerous <laughs> levels. Wow. Um, it, it, this is this is what I do for a living. I deal with this yeah. stuff every single day, and so I'm like, "Well, that's not good. I got to find a source of this." I'm walking all over the room, and it was a consistent level throughout the room. Mm-hmm. Like, there, there's no way that it can be that high in this room. But as soon as I step out the room, it drops. Like that sharp of a cutoff just is not possible. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. I was. I ran back downstairs. I grabbed a recorder. Went back in. And it was didn't feel as heavy, but it was still heavy. And so I, I tried to get some EVPs. I got absolutely nothing. And over the course of the next like three, four minutes, it went back down back to feeling normal. And I, I looked at the meter and it was back to normal levels. It it was mm-hmm. one of the weirdest things I've ever seen. And that's through. common. That's common. Like I said, you can walk into any room, not feel anything, and then just randomly walk into another room and it feels like the it feels so heavy. It feels like a million eyes on you. Um, and that, that's something that was normal. That's a natural thing. Um, this house, I, I definitely will say it's not one of those houses where you always will get something. You might never, you might, you can live here the whole, my, you're 38 years I am. And you, you could be here that same time and not experience anything. And then there's just spikes. We get these large spikes of occurrences. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, that, that sensation happens. I still get it to this day. Like there's just times when I just have to like, all right, I'll deal with this room later. I'll come back to it. And you come back to it 10 minutes later, you're fine. Yeah. The, the kids have said that there's been times that their friends have come over. They've walked in the house and just said, nope, not today. And turn around and went mm-hmm. home. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, ahead, real Eric. quick, some, something that Bill, what was it that you, you said that you had done, Bill, when you, you were staring into the mirror and you saw that shadow figure? Oh, I was, I was scrying. Uh, scrying. Okay, so so Tanya was scrying. Mm-hmm. Yep. Before, before she knew she, she was scrying was. Yep. Oh, that's interesting. And also, my- I thought I, I I just real quick I thought it was interesting that I was just thinking about it right now that you said you were really obsessed with the 1920s to the, like 1950s, and then you also mentioned that the house was built in like the 1920s. Yeah. I yeah. Just, I I, have to, I actually found out the actual date my house was built, and I meant to go look for the paperwork, and I forgot. <laughs> Um, because that's I, I used to think it was built in the late 1800s, but it wasn't. Mm-hmm. It's an old house. I mean, it's yeah. it's old. Yeah. It's horrible. It's old. Based on what she said earlier about her her grandfather seeing the the other steps in, in the wrong location, I'm I'm wondering if maybe this house was built on the foundation of a previous house. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we have 
we haven't gotten any confirmation of that. That's just kind of what I'm yeah, thinking might have happened. Yeah, that that's something that came to mind when she was mentioning that as well. Like I, I thought something similar, like maybe the layout of the house was different before. Well, and also let me just say is like anytime someone talks about a haunted house, you're like, and what's the history of the house? So the fact that you actually have some of the history, thank you. We appreciate it. <laughs> no, I, and that's something I want to do. I want to actually start diving into our, our historical society in Plymouth. And that's where I'm from, Plymouth. Um, they're amazing. I'm actually impressed by how much they can gather um, from, you know, past history. So I want to eventually look into what my house was or the property and see mm-hmm. if I can find any further information. Um, I just know that who built this, the person who built this house built the house kind of adjacent for me. So if you went out my outside of my uh, mm-hmm. yard, the house that's on your left, that that was a house he built as well. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah. So I also had a really vivid imagination growing up. I mean, sometimes I have to think back if the things I saw could have been my imagination. I was going to say, remember- or was it? Yes. Or was it? I remember one of my fun games. I now mind you, I was a very I don't want to say lonely child. I didn't seek friends. I was happy being by myself. Um, so I would spend hours outside in my yard, and we have a huge yard um and playing. And I remember one of my favorite games as a child was going on the side of my house, and it's kind of dark back there. Um, and there's a lot of vegetation and stuff vines. And if you look you can see there's like little windows and you can see into the basement. And I remember I always wanted to play with the dead kids. And I had this game where like all the, all these dead kids would come and we gather up and there was a witch in the basement. She was the one that stole the dead kids and killed them. And it was my, my goal to find their, find their bodies so I could put them to rest. And that was my, one of my favorite games. I love that. Game. And, but I also had, you know, an imaginary turtle turtle day that walked in one day in springtime and was my best friend for forever. Um, And something that connects it is that everything always disappeared back into my closet, the closet in my room. That was where turtle day lived and eventually went away. That's where the children came out to play. And eventually like I always felt that the closet in my room was some type of portal, and as Narnia. I grew older, I refused to put mirrors near it. I because ref- I believe mm-hmm. that mirrors facing doorways is you know that creates a portal. Yeah. So I always try to avoid facing mirrors and stuff to that. Now, you you never told me that story. About I never the, told you about the dead kids. No, and I <laughs> wish you did. So the 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 night that that we had that really heavy feeling in, in the, her room. We were doing, you know, I said we were doing a, a ghost hunt here. Well, when we were doing the Estes method up in the attic, when Mike was under, uh, some of the stuff that came through lines up with a witch. Oh my god! Holding things. No here. way. Yeah, I, I'm gonna have to go uh, back and re-listen. Oh my god! Please. I, I probably never said it because I always figured that's just my imagination. I, I, that was my that was my game I played. I yeah. never took it as anything like ghost or anything. I took it as just. That side of the house is where the dead kids played. That's where we I, played. I'm gonna have to go back and re-listen to that <laughs> Please. audio and then and, share and, with us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll let you know what I find. But I, from what I remember, there are some things that were said there that would line up with that perfectly. That's awesome. Wow. I, I, maybe that makes maybe it'll make sense now. Maybe <sighs> witches in the house. Oh okay. My God. Like, hold on, hold on. Okay. What sorry, if, go ahead. Go right? ahead. That's what you're going to say? You're going to say, what if? Go. No, What's your what if? No, I just, I, I lost what I was going to say. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I was going to say, like, part of me, part of me hopes that 
my kid is like that in the future. So I could just be like, yes, tell me more. <laughs> but like, it's terrifying. I think if it were to happen like as a parent, but it's like, I would, I would so love that. And, and I don't, I almost don't, I can't believe that that would be an imagine. That's not what kids imagine. <laughs> like, know. you know what I mean? But that's like, what I imagined. It's like rainbows and unicorns. It's not dead kids and witches. I mean, I love it. I love it. As I adult. also, like I said, yeah. my grandmother, I, we watched, I was watching scary movies probably be, like before I can walk. Yeah. Um, I, I watch more scary movies than kids watch Sesame Street. So that stuff was already <laughs> okay. incorporated into yeah. my being. It was nothing. For me to to imagine dead kids like that's okay. something I see as more yeah, yeah that's that's me that's what I'm into yeah. but now that I think of it remember we're talking about Timmy oh god oh yeah we'll get to that so, okay. <laughs> just, just just to show how you know why she's not a unicorn and rainbow type of girl yeah this, this is how I proposed this was oh the ring god. box it's a coffin for those who that's a dream see it. it's a dream uh, and then the inside, I put the ring. Oh my god! On a deck, uh, it's amazing. I don't, okay, and a silicone it finger. <laughs> That's, That's pretty awesome, awesome though. That's good. That's good. And, and I proposed in a haunted house during a ghost hunt. But That's I was also how you a very girly girl. Like I said, I wore dresses and yeah, stuff. So imagine yeah. this like cute little girl with curlers in her hair. I had always had my hair in curlers, and I had these fancy dresses on. I looked like I was coming into a tea party, and a tea party. With you should dad. see my Barbies. Like uh, my grandmother hated. Hate it giving me dolls because I had to fix them, and that meant usually gouging out eyes, cutting oh hair. Cut. My favorite, my favorite Barbie doll was um this like probably ninety nine cent store Barbie, so it's a fake one, and I have yeah. a sun porch on my that um goes off my bedroom, so I have all these windows. So she sat out on a summer day and melted. I cut off her hands, I cut off her feet, I gouged out her eyes. I I mean she was horrific looking, and I carried that thing all over town <laughs> oh, and she God. was my pride and joy and so, that's just <laughs> I was that was me <laughs> yeah she would have loved the barbie that the dog, the dog chewed up and that you caused all your haunted doll traumas no the haunted doll trauma started when you made me watch chucky and then my dog chewed up one of my barbie dolls and i thinking back i don't think it was my actual barbie doll that spoke i think it might have been something else but it just happened when i picked up this Barbie doll that my dog had just chewed up and like just it was awful mangled. and I, it mangled yeah and I picked it up and then I just heard help me and that was Aww. my first, that was my first paranormal experience but my kid brain I guess I thought that it was the Barbie the doll. doll but I'm sure it was something, something else. else yeah but no I but would yeah. not do that on purpose <laughs> uh, now I remember was... yeah go ahead sorry no I was gonna say that was my childhood that was oh, god <laughs> yeah uh, what I was going to say earlier was the um, you, you were talking about your imagination and stuff like that is we actually read a, a story. Well, it was on one of our stories of high strangeness that we got off of Reddit where it was this man who was talking about, um, I think, I believe it was his grandmother or was it his mother that would talk about um, like seeing oh. penguins and all this stuff. And then um, she ended up passing away before his, his son was born. And then uh, his son, all, all of a sudden, like he started drawing penguins and different animals and saying that, and she, she kept mentioning this place. Uh, I, I don't remember what it was called, but she keeps mentioning this place. And then later on. That they used to live. Yeah. Or that she used to and go visit. And not like a place on like Earth. That. Like it sounds yeah. like yeah. a completely Another different planet. Like, planet or something. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so the son starts drawing all these images and it was a lot of, of what the, the grandmother was describing, like almost towards her, like on her deathbed. 
And she would um, see a little blonde boy with bright mm-hmm. blue eyes or something like mm-hmm. that. She basically, was describing ended up describing her the grandson. Sign. Yeah. yeah. And um, then the little boy started describing this planet that he used to live on before he came to Earth, before he was born. And, you know, he described that, you know, he was basically friends with his grandmother and that they used to have these adventures with these, you know, uh, I guess penguins, penguins, creatures, yeah, and stuff like that on this planet, you know, that he lived on before. And then he said that as the son got older, he he like would ask him about it and the son kind of like didn't want to talk about it anymore type of thing. So, yeah, it's funny because how you said that, like it it kind of falls into that same dimension. I I can put myself into trances. Um, I've been doing it since I was since I can remember. It's usually like you put on music. I can and I just kind of go into like this rocky motion. I can put myself into trances. And I used to do it. That used to be it's something that calms me down. Um, But since I was a little kid, I used to go into this world and I kind of created it um, over time. And it's something that I, I remember me and you were talking about it, how um, I have friends, I have people I love that don't exist in this world. Um, and it's something I've been doing since I was, since I could remember um, going into this imaginary world. And that's why I always chalked everything up to my imagination. I have a vivid imagination, but I would always go into this world. And over time, as I grew older and I obtained more knowledge and stuff like that, my world expanded. I have a huge, I have a whole nother world in my head. That I, I don't know if it's in your head. Or <laughs> no, no I, I, I'm seriously, you might be actually like crossing dimensional because yeah. everything I've been reading on, on UFOs and stuff is, is they, they, um, they move around, they communicate by, mm-hmm. by moving through dimensions. And, and a lot of abductees say that they tell them that we're capable of it, but our, our physical bodies um, inhibit it. So it takes a lot mm-hmm. for us to be able to do it, but we can do it. And so I'm wondering if maybe you were able to do that. I probably am. I, I still do it to this day. Like I, when I'm stressed out, I still just put on my music and I kind of just, well, you, you see me with the Estes method. Yeah. I go into this trance. I'm, it's, it's very, comes natural to me. And I love just the white noise and I just rock back and forth. Maybe, and maybe I just that's why the advocates out. came to you. I told them about the advocates yeah. last time. Um. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like that's something that's always been. Like he- hearing you talk, I'm just like, what if imagination isn't actually imagination, and it's you just going into different like dimensions and not really realizing? And you're like, yeah, like I just thought about this, but it's like, no, that shit just got channeled into your brain, or you so like. So when I say imagine, you. yes, no, and <laughs> but now that I also think about it, I've also remember I used to tell you about the fruit game when I was a little kid. You know, like when you're going to the store and you're putting in the cart. Sit. Yeah. Well, I hated that, but I used to occupy myself by playing what I called the fruit game, and I used to basically sit behind the fruit in my head, and I would watch the people walk by, hmm. and then sometimes I pick the apples, and sometimes I would pick the grapes, and I would sit at the fruit and watch. And at school, astral when I, projection. Yeah, when yeah. at school, I used to do that. When I was bored, I didn't want to listen. I would walk around the room, and there's times when I was able to kind of start seeing like the teacher's book and everything. And I remember seeing words, but it, they were scrambled. Um, and I used to do that all the time. Th- these were games that I used to play. That was There was games to me. I'm like so glad that you're saying this. Sorry, Eric. But like be- just like literally today, obviously before this conversation even happened, I was telling Carlos, like my, my boyfriend, that like I was remembering a memory of us. 
And I was like, but you know what's so weird is like I can see it from a third person Different perspective. Angle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so like I love that you're like saying this because I'm like, okay, I'm not I'm not weird. Like, is that weird that I remember this memory happening, but from like a different perspective, like I can see it like as if it's playing out in a movie, but I was <laughs> in a different position. So I I don't know. Thank you for that. Like validation somehow. Like, I, I don't know. I thank you. <laughs> All right, guys. So that was our part one interview with Tanya and Bill. Make sure you guys stay tuned for part two next week we're gonna keep this short you it's gonna ju- be pretty long so if you guys want to find us you know you can find us at webelievedyou.com if you want to get on our social social medias there is a link there where you can find all our social medias facebook instagram all that good stuff uh we do also have a link where you can listen to the the podcast either on the player there or you can choose to listen on spotify or apple Podcasts. and on apple podcast you can give us a five star and review Give us a review as well. We'll read the review on the podcast if you do put one on there. Uh, the five stars does help us get noticed more on Apple Podcast. If you want to donate, there is a donate button as well. And you can also buy our merch off of the website. Michelle gave me this the new design for the t-shirt with a little planchette. It's amazing. It's been our highest selling item, I believe, so far. So yeah. definitely go and check that out. It, I swear, you guys, you will not, will not be disappointed. Uh, and if you want to contact us, there's a contact button there where you can send in your stories. You can let us know that you want to be interviewed. The interviews can be anonymous. We won't mention your name. We won't mention any personal information about you unless you share it. Um, and yeah, if you want to send in stories, they can also be in Spanish and we will translate for, translate them for you. Uh, But definitely go check out the website, click on the link, contact us, share your stories with us, guys, because we believe. Do you 